Life took a major turn during the summer between my junior year and senior year in high school. I still needed God's guidance to know what I should do with this life he gave me. Should I go to college? If so, what college? What should I study at what college? Should I pursue a career with my dad as an electrician? Should I just dive in into a lucrative career at Krispy Kreme? Well, that summer, I went to youth camp. That Wednesday night, the camp staff asked me to help them with the sound system on the platform, which I was already a pro, except one minor detail. I had never run a soundboard. Aside from that, I was pretty much an audio technician. There I was on the platform just behind the drums, pushing levers, turning knobs on the monitor mixer. For one night in 1996, I was the Ohio District Monitor Mixer Monitor. After we sang, and we had a wonderful worship service, Pastor Ken Gurley stood up to preach The Dream Peddler. As he preached about God calling for people to use their lives for his glory, I buried my face in the carpet and I called out to God, and beauty of beauties, God called back to me. And that night, God called me, a skinny electrician son with a soprano voice and a terrible lisp. He called me into the ministry. I hung up my electrician's pouch, but I remember the lesson my dad taught me while I worked with him. LJ, if you want to be good at something, you got to have the right tools to do the job. I'm just a rookie preacher. So I started buying and gathering up tools I needed to be a good preacher of the gospel. I bought one of the biggest and heaviest study Bibles I could find. It was one of those lift with your legs, not with your back kind of study Bibles. I bought a jumbo notebook to match so I could write down my notes and not get lost. I bought an illustration book to help me find the right heart-wrenching, tear-jerking stories to drag people sobbing to the altar. I bought a Strong's Concordance so I could misquote from the Greek and the Hebrew language. (laughs) I bought a one-volume commentary so I could know what Matthew Henry thought the Bible said and I could say what Matthew Henry said. I searched high and low for the perfect youth rally Bible. I could tuck it under my arm at youth rallies to make myself look like a preacher. I bought a calendar to keep track of all those preaching invitations that were going to come poured in, top that off with a handkerchief to wipe sacred sweat from my brow as I preached, and a gold cross pin to clip in my starched white shirt. I was ready. I had my preacher's tool pouch. I was going to be the best preacher I could possibly be. But very soon, I found out I was missing two tools every preacher even every Christian must use. And I'll share with you what they are right after this. Hey, good day to you, Simplified listeners. You're listening to LJ Harry, and you're listening to A Christian's Toughest Tool on Simplify. I went shopping again. This time I went to one of the oldest stores in town. It was a little shop called Romans. I was walking down its aisles one day, and as I turned down aisle 12, I found two tools I had left out. Two tools the Apostle Paul wrote about in Romans chapter 12, verse 15. Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. If I really wanted to be a preacher, even if I really wanted to be a good Christian, I needed a box of tissues to weep with them that weep, and a party favor to rejoice with them that rejoice. For the times you hear that someone near and dear has gone home to be with Jesus. For the times able men and women in our lives, in our church families, lose their jobs or they lose their health or they lose their family. They come to us with tearful eyes and fearful hearts and we may have more questions than answers for them. In those times, we don't really need to know the what or why or when or how. We just reach into the toolbox, pull out the tissues and weep with them that weep. 
some of the greatest men and women God ever used in Scripture were able to be broken and weep when others wept. I think of Jonathan. Jonathan was David's best friend. You remember David, don't you? David and Goliath. At the beginning of the day, David and Goliath were both standing. At the end of the day, only David was left standing. You remember that story? Jonathan was David's best friend. He really didn't amount to much in Saul's kingdom, but he was larger than life in God's kingdom. For the times he found his friend David, when David was just about to give up, and Jonathan just wept with David. Jonathan never wore the king's crown or preached a message to millions, but he ministered so much when he picked up a box of tissues and just wept with his friend. One of the most important tools every Christian will ever have is a box of tissues to weep with those that weep. Now, strangely enough, that's the easy one. The tough one? Well, that comes from the first half of Romans chapter 12, verse 15. Rejoice with them that rejoice. Now, this tool is the party favor. And it's a blast at parties, but it's really hard to use in real life. Rejoicing with others, it doesn't come naturally to us. Just ask Jonathan's dad, Saul. Saul is the young, strong leader sitting on his throne. But he's the only one in the photo not smiling. Everybody was so happy when David took out Goliath. They all had a party favor in their hands and they were celebrating, but not Saul. Even David's friend Jonathan was happy for David. And Jonathan might have been next in line to be king. If David doesn't succeed, Jonathan might. So if anyone should have been jealous of David, it's Jonathan. But Jonathan understood something all of us need to understand. It's God's kingdom, not mine. And if God wants to promote someone else, I won't be jealous. I'll rejoice. But Saul didn't feel that way. Saul saw David as an opponent, not a teammate. Saul had picked up a deadly disease. And we read the diagnosis from Dr. Solomon in the Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 6. Jealousy is cruel as the grave. Dr. Solomon believed it was impossible to rejoice with someone when we're jealous of them. Saul would tell us now it's impossible to hold a party favor in one hand and a javelin in the other. Scripture woefully tells us of Saul's eight counts of attempted murder against David. Eight. Just because of jealousy. Jealousy even drove him to try to pin his beloved son Jonathan between the javelin and the palace wall. If Saul could, Saul would testify that Dr. Solomon was right. Jealousy is as cruel as the grave. Let's not be jealous of one another. Let's rejoice with one another. When you wake up in the morning to see your friend's brand new truck towing their brand new boat parked in front of their brand new house, and they hashtag their photo with hashtag favor ain't fair. <laughs> I know this is hard to hear, but don't be jealous. Rejoice. When they're taking photos on the beach in Bali and you're stamping spam cans in Minnesota, don't be jealous. Be happy for them. Break out the party favor and rejoice with them. When you come to church still battling the same sickness you've been battling for years, and you've prayed and you've prayed and it doesn't seem like God has answered as you hoped he would, and then you hear someone across the aisle testify that the doctor diagnosed me with this disease, but I came last Sunday morning, I was prayed for, I went back to the doctor, and now I'm healed. You'll be tempted to unsheath the javelin and pin them to the wall and say they haven't been in church since Easter. I come every Sunday. They can't even spell Deuteronomy. What's the deal, God? And you have a right to ask that. But rather than be jealous of them and bitter at God, realize he's God, you're not. He's sovereign. He's wiser than we are. 
And God doesn't call us to understand his ways. He just calls us to trust them. And he calls us to rejoice with them that rejoice. If you don't think you have a reason to rejoice, you do. First off, God has richly blessed you. But if you don't think you're richly blessed, then just scroll through Instagram or Facebook just for a brief moment and you will find thousands of reasons to celebrate and rejoice with others. If Satan can get us to compete with one another, he will split apart the body of Christ. Satan plays divide and conquer. If he divides us, he conquers us. But when we realize we are the body of Christ, and Christ's body has many members, and that means when you weep, I will weep with you. And when you are honored and you celebrate and you are promoted and you rejoice, then I will break out the party favor and I will rejoice with you. It may be one of the Christian's toughest tools, but we need to learn how to use the party favor so we can rejoice with others who rejoice. Now let's pray. It's a hard prayer to pray, I know, because we all want to be blessed and more blessed than we are blessed now. But I want to pray that God would help us to be grateful and rejoice with others when they are blessed, even when it doesn't seem like we are being blessed. Lord God, I thank you for your goodness, but not only to me, to others. I thank you when you promote others, when others have the invitation, when others have the material blessings, when others have the spiritual blessings, the financial blessings. I thank you and I rejoice with them. I pray help every one of us to learn how to rejoice with others who rejoice. Certainly help us to learn how to weep. Help us to learn how to be broken for others and weep with them, but also to rejoice with others. I pray help us not to be jealous. God, if there's any hint of jealousy in us, please forgive us. We want to honor you. We want to please you. And we want to be more like you. Help us, Lord, to weep with those who weep and to rejoice with those who rejoice. I pray you would do that for us and for the sake of your kingdom and your great and lovely name, in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thank you so much, Simplify listeners. I hope this episode has been a help to you. It's probably been challenging, certainly to me, possibly to you. If so, or if not, <laughs> either way, be sure to click subscribe. Also, be sure to click share so you can share this episode and this podcast with others who might be blessed by it. This is a chance for you to be able to bless somebody else and to rejoice with them when they are blessed. So be sure to do that. And I want to give a shout out to someone I met this weekend, a loyal Simplify listener, Greg Isaacson from Conway, Arkansas. Greg, thanks so much for saying hi and letting me know about Simplify this past weekend. If you are a loyal Simplify listener and this has been a blessing to you, I would love to hear your story. I would love to hear about you, hear what God is doing in your life. Please look me up. You can find me on Facebook at lj.harry or Twitter and Instagram, LJ and Andrea, L-J-A-N-D-A-N-D-R-E-A. And let me know. Simplify has been a help to you, a blessing to you, and then how you can use it to bless somebody else. If you're looking for some resources to help you in your walk with God, you can pick up Simplify or 10 Words. Simplify is a devotional. 10 Words is about the Ten Commandments. Those are both available at pentecostalpublishing.com in print, and they're available on Amazon for Kindle. And then also 10 Words is available on Audible, so you can listen rather than read if you are so inclined. This next week, I want to share with you an episode called I'm Mad at My Mailman. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you, and always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify. <music>